This is the Good Regardless Podcast. I'm your host, Leslie Ariano. Happy Valentine's Day. It's Valentine's Day and welcome to episode seven of Good Regardless. I am a sucker for Valentine's Day. I love to be spoiled. So any extra day out of the year where my man gets to just appreciate me and love on me more, I love that. And you know, it doesn't have to be a significant other, like even just like friends and family. I feel like, you know, I know there's a lot of men out there who just don't really... (laughs) like Valentine's Day. I feel like it might be an extra pressure for you. And I understand where you're coming from, but I really don't feel like it's that deep. You know, once you have gotten to know your partner a little bit more, honestly, it's really just the smallest gestures. I feel like sometimes we make it too much of a big deal, but I do believe it's nice that we get a day to remember, okay, maybe, you know, I haven't been showing my girlfriend that much love or, you know, just an extra day to just make her feel like a queen like why wouldn't we want that the guys who really just don't like valentine's day are so annoying and i'm gonna just come out and say that they are so annoying um good thing that my boyfriend is not one of them i mean he might be but he sure has not told me that and i'm sure he knows why but i have met for sure a few men that haven't liked valentine's day and you know what go get your girl some flowers go get your girl some flowers okay Um, today's episode, of course, we're going to start off with the ask less column, my favorite, favorite thing to do. And I look forward to it every single weekend. I'm going to just jump right into it. So today I have three really good questions and we are going to jump into question number one. I got this on my type form. It is need some advice from less question mark. What other podcasts would you recommend? And also, have you heard Good Girls Gone Bible or Girls Gone Bible? It's so good. I have heard of Girls Gone Bible. I actually follow them on my Instagram and I absolutely love them. Not only do I think they're so beautiful, but I just feel like they really have just such an amazing grace about them. And I do feel like they are very just about the word. And I and I really feel like they are inspiring women to follow, especially if you, you know, are I feel already super deep in your um, faith journey. I guess it could also work for someone who is more in the beginning steps, but I know every single uh, platform has a certain type of audience and even just listening to their content. I love their episodes. I could tell that, you know, I feel it might be for the, uh, the person that is uh, just slightly more advanced in their faith, which I think is amazing because we need platforms and podcasts for every single phase of your spiritual journey. And you never know, like someone could be listening to it and not have been a believer and just resonate with something they say. So definitely Girls Gone Bible is such a good podcast. And I think it's so interesting because like they used to, one of them used to be like a Fashion Nova model and the other one was an actress. And I love those girls. I think they're so, so just um, anointed. Like they're just given gems all the time. So I do love them. Another podcast that I would recommend to you is... um, uh, Coffee with Christ on Ice by Ali Yost. She's also a really uh, good person to follow if you're looking to develop your faith and you just want positivity. You want to feel just loved. You want to feel God's grace and just to know that he's always with you. She's always putting out content that is just so positive and I love her. Her name is Ali Yost on Instagram 
And then the last podcast that I'm going to mention that I really enjoy, and it seems like you are looking for more of a faith-based podcast, which is why I'm recommending these to you. You guys know that your girl loves podcasts. Like I am a big podcast consumer and it's crazy because I have been consuming podcasts, I swear, before they even popped off. Like I want to say like 10 years ago when I was still in high school, maybe, I don't even know if maybe high school, like late high school, early college, I would listen to, um, I feel like the only people at that time that had a podcast that were big was Oprah. She used to have her super soul conversations. And I remember just listening to them while I was getting ready and I'd just be like (laughs) crying and just, I loved it. Like I loved it because, you know, it was just your gaining knowledge. I, it just, it was a different form of media. So I absolutely love the Super Soul Conversations with Oprah. That is how I fell in love with podcasts is listening to her podcast all the time. I love Joe Rogan because he just gives you a little bit of everything. So I just really love a broad range of podcasts, the Uncomplicated Podcast, which is um, the podcast that my pastors do, Pastor Justice and Pastor Maria. They have so many really good episodes, which is also really nice, especially if you know you are new to faith or you're faith curious. It's so nice to be able to have just a non-judgmental space to go to. And they talk about real life stuff too. And they just talk about how, you know, faith can really help you navigate your life, you know, and different um, avenues that you can take. So it's a really nice podcast to go to. And the last one that I was going to say is um, Saved Not Soft. Her name is Emmy Moore. Uh, She's another Christian Christian woman and she has a podcast and I just love her because she's so vibey. And I just think sometimes like maybe, you know, some people might get scared of, you know, wanting to dip their toes in because they think that they're going to get stripped of, you know, just everything that, you know, is who they are, like their fashion, their identity. And obviously there are things that change, but you know, God gave us our personalities and he made all of us so different. So he definitely loves that. Like he's not looking for every single person to be the same or spread the gospel the same way. So I just really love seeing how all these different, you know, women and people just spread his message. So yeah, those are some ones that I would recommend to you. So my next question is, Managing time with work and giving myself time for self-care slash gym. How do I do that? So my best advice to you for sure to manage your time and work and give yourself self-care is to set up a routine and stick to it. You need to find a routine that works for you and making sure that you're consistent with it, even though, you know, I think that when we feel like we're having so much on our plate, it feels like it can't be manage but definitely when you find a routine that works for you it just makes you operate in a flow state like when you know that okay I have work I have school I need to go to the gym I also need to rest making sure that you have like a, a, a system for yourself every morning this is the time I'm waking up you know I'm not gonna stay up late the night before because I have to wake up early to hit all the things that I have to do on my to-do list um, I really love being on a schedule and It's crazy because even though right now I'm not working like a typical job, I still, you guys, make sure that I'm on a schedule. I'm waking up. I'm going to the gym every single day. If I'm not at the gym, then I'm also, you know, going out on walks because the one thing I am not going to do is spend my day watching Netflix. It doesn't matter what the situation is. I just, I know that that's not good for us. So I really try to fill my days with a schedule, even though right now, like, you know, my, um, days seem open, you know, since I'm not working, but I do fill it up. Like for example, on Wednesdays, I volunteer Thursday nights. I'm going to church every single day. I'm walking my dog and I'm going to the gym. I do stuff for my podcast every single day, looking for different, um, you know, ways to just expand and 
get knowledge on how to promote my podcast. So that's just my example for you, because I know that, you know, we tend to be really busy, but it really is just setting up a routine that works well for you. And, um, just fitting in that for sure, that self-care time, self-care time is so important. And, you know, even when I think of like Richard, he is so busy right now. I'm so proud of him. He's doing Muay Thai. He has tutoring. He does school. He does gym. He's going to the gym twice a day. He's has his life group. He's reading his Bible. And there was an analogy that I was told once, and it was an analogy of a truck. And it was pretty much saying that, you know, a truck, which has like a, a bed, right? Which is what the, you would call like the end of the truck. And when it's driving, if there's nothing in the back of that truck, it kind of tends to drive a little like wobbly. When you have some weight in the truck, it tends to drive straighter. So pretty much that analogy is just letting you know that when we have things that, you know, maybe we feel like we're so busy, it's actually a good thing. It's a good thing to be busy. It's a good thing to have routine. So that's what I would tell you. Okay. So my last question is, so I've been navigating my way back to God. I was having a conversation with my sister about how I want to get closer to God. Then bam, next day I go on a date with a guy and he tells me he reads the Bible, listens to gospel music, and he tries to live his life very much how God wants us to walk. Ooh, girl, this is getting interesting. Okay. So then she says, so I'm in, I'm immediately intrigued. We keep talking, hanging out, super sweet, thoughtful, makes me my own playlist of gospel music. Hallelujah, girl. Praise the Lord. <laughs> I love that. Okay, let's keep let's keep reading. We arranged to start studying the Bible together. What? This man sounds like he was sent straight from heaven, girl. I don't know. Okay, so then he goes. So then the question continues. Then he tells me he's waiting to have sex until marriage. This is a new lifestyle that I'm barely putting my toes in. Although the thought of not having sex with a guy I find attractive, and I'm sure I will be even more into him as things progress. Should I do this? I almost feel like God put him in my path, girl. So I want to hold on to this man, SOS. Girl, the way the the Lord be working. It's so funny because, you know, like he, he really just gives us sometimes the curveball, right? You want to get closer to God. How is he going to do that? He's bringing you a man that wants to follow God and reads the Bible and, and doesn't want to have sex until marriage. That is just one unheard of, to be honest. A lot of men out here, they ain't trying to do that, but I 110% girl feel like you should give this a shot. You need to give this a shot because it just sounds like even from reading your question that you already know that this is what God is calling you to do. And I feel that, you know, in order to understand that sometimes it requires for us to just listen to our intuition, listen to our heart and listen to our mind because you already know by me even just reading this message that you know that this is what God is wanting you to do. And it just seems like you need that strength. And what I would tell you, because right now I'm in the same journey as you are, girl, I'm not having sex with my mans. And I've been with him for seven years, girl. Imagine how hard that is. <laughs> like we be sleeping next to each other and I just like miss his body. Like, oh my gosh, no, for reals. But <laughs> it's like day five. Um, but What I would tell you is that sometimes when, you know, for example, you're focusing right now on what 
you're basically having to give up, right? So right now you're saying that, you know, you've never not had sex with a guy that you've been dating. And I feel it's natural for us to focus on what we have to give up. But instead of focusing on that, shift your perspective and remind yourself of all you can gain. Everything that you have in store for yourself, if you follow God's plan, a lot of the times, you know, we are too focused on, oh, I have to give this up right now because we can't see what the future has in store for us. We don't know what God's plans are for our life. So obviously, naturally, we're just focused on what's, you know, we're having to give up in the moment. But I definitely feel like you have the power to, you know, at least attempt to do this. And, you know, I think that having a man that wants to honor you and just, you know, doesn't want to just have sex with anybody that's walking by, it's a blessing. Like, and I know that, you know, our society and culture, that's just not how we operate and that's not how we think. You know, we are always talking about, oh, you know, the guy has this many body count and da 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 da. But truly, like, a man who operates with a Jesus like, perspective like trying to follow Jesus that is a a man that you do not girl you do not want to let slip by because one of the things is is you know being a man for sure is so hard but especially being a man of God being a man of being a man of God is super hard because it requires a lot of sacrifice and men of men that honor God and follow Jesus they know that they have to uphold a higher standard right when a man that honors God and really truly follows him, he know, he's trying to, you know, set himself up and also, you know, be the man that he's going to eventually, you know, have to have a household and be like a husband. One of the things that Jesus did for the church is he sacrificed his life for the church. And that is the way a man of God is supposed to honor his wife and love his wife. He is supposed to take care of her. And I think that, you know, giving up sex, I'm going to explain to you in terms of, you know, me, I feel um, when I was trying to figure out if this was the right path for us, I truly feel that God removed this or has told us, you know, Hey, don't do this anymore. Or, you know, don't do this right now, whatever the case may be, because he wants us to take the next step. And he wants us to, have a bigger, you know, solid foundation when it comes to our relationship. And he wants us to take the next step and get married. Like we already know this is why he has called us to do this. And, you know, for perhaps for you, this man has the potential to be not just a boyfriend or not just someone that you have sex with, but someone that is going to be able to be your soulmate and like, you know, be there for you in all these different ways more than, you know, his body or anything else can ever provide for you. You know, so I think that just think about that and just focus on, you know, trusting God and trusting what he has kind of called on you to do. And also having grace for yourself, because I truly feel that, you know, that's one thing that, that God always reminds us is that no matter what, like if you slip or whatever, he's always going to have grace and love for us. And he's always going to allow us back into, you know, his kingdom, like straight up, you can't do anything that's going to make him not love you. And I stand firm on that. So I think that this is a really nice challenge for you. And just think about it, girl, like, you know, I know the sex is great. And, you know, God created sex for sure for like, with like a man and a woman to just, you know, unite and just to really connect. I, it's, it's a wonderful thing that we get this gift of having sex. But when you start having sex, 
before you even get to know someone, that's all, you know, it, it messes everything up. So imagine like you meet this guy and you have this, you know, you guys end up having sex and then you ruin the possibility of getting to know him as an individual because all you're focusing on is the sex. Like you don't get the chance to develop a spiritual bond, an emotional connection because you're right now only focused on the lust. And, you know, that's what kind of tends to happen is, you know, we, we meet someone and jump right into bed with them. And then, you know, it's good for a while because, you know, you were infatuated with that person, but that doesn't lead to longevity. When you can build something with a person without having sex with them, you guys, that is another level of just commitment and strength for for sure. And I, um, girl, I'm just gonna, I know it's hard. Trust me, girl. I'll be sitting, going to sleep next to Richard, just like, I miss you. I miss you. (sighs) Straight up, straight up. (laughs) Okay. So those were the questions for today. And I want to get into today's topic, which is going to be the psychology of love. It's Valentine's Day. Love is in the air. But I didn't want to do just, you know, the typical relationship and da-da-da-da-da. Love is so much more deep and complicated and so much more profound than just, you know, relationship love. Like, we see love everywhere, and we don't even sometimes like recognize it. There's love is is complex. It's multi-faced. It takes different forms. And, you know, I really try to do my research and just make sure that I, you know, wanted to articulate what I was saying correctly when it comes to love. And, you know, I think that when we think of Valentine's Day or even just think of love, we think of like romantic love, but really love is multiple ways, right? You love your family, you love your friends, you love romantically, you know, there's neighbors that you love, strangers that you should know how to love. And I just feel like it's so much more complex, you know, because we have all these different types of forms where it will manifest, but, but at its core, at its core, you guys, love is an act of service. Love is an act of service at its core. And, you know, I truly believe that reading the Bible, knowing the sacrifice that, you know, Jesus did in giving his life for all of us, you just understand love in a different way. And instead of like now thinking about love, oh, what am I going to receive? I just really think about it as an act of service and how I can, you know, spread love better. Like, to be honest, how I can love one another better, my family, my friends, like whatever the case may be, because I feel like there's so many of us that struggle with not only being able to receive that love, but to give that love. And to be honest, we can't really focus on, you know, how other people are giving us the love or whatever. Like it really kind of all starts with us. So this is why I wanted to kind of give a different perspective with the whole um, love episode. So when I first thought of, you know, love, I do feel like at its core, it's service, you know, being able to give your time, you know, your resources, like whatever you want to call it, you know, you give your attention, you give, you know, your heart. It really is just being able to give. And if you are not able to give, you're not acting, you know, with service and, you know, then you got love all wrong straight up. 
when I first found that I was falling in love for the first time, because I truly believe that, you know, maybe in the past there's been, you know, different situations where maybe I felt like I was in love. But now that I'm standing here, I know that that wasn't actual love. It was infatuation. You know, it was lust. It was whatever you want to call it. Now that I'm in this space with Richard and just have different, you know, relationships in my life where I can truly feel the essence of love in it. There are three things that I feel really have helped me understand, okay, this is like how love operates. When I think about my relationship with Richard and I think about just, you know, certain friends that I have, there are three things that make up, okay, I know that this is love. One, the first one is I have a sense of safety. When I'm with Rich, I'm going to talk about it in a romantic form now, but when I'm with Richard, I feel a sense of safety and knowing that I don't have to worry about him in other girls' DMs. I don't have to worry about him going out and flirting with some girl. I truly feel safe in that relationship. And I feel that that is the most important thing when you're in a relationship with someone, when you're in love with someone, even in, in, ter- in terms of friendships. Like I have friends that I feel safe when I'm with them. Like I feel like, you know, if I leave the room, I feel like, oh, if I'm not there, like they're not going to talk about me. They're going to stand up for me. And that is a beautiful feeling to have, to feel safe. You know, I'm so lucky as well to feel safe within my family. Like my family, you know, has always just watched out for me. And there is, when it comes to love, that level, that sense of, you know, safety and security that you have to feel. The second one is I feel um, being able to be seen when it comes to love. You know, there was for sure a period of, you know, mine and Richard's relationship where I wasn't this version of who I am now. You know, I was really down. I didn't love myself and it manifested itself in our relationship because I didn't love myself. I didn't know how to love him. I didn't know how to communicate. I was constantly angry and 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 bashful. And, you know, even in those moments, I feel like he had, he always made me feel seen and understood. And, um, I think that is another really big indicator to know if you are in a healthy, loving relationship is to, you know, feel like, okay, you know, even at my, you know, worst times, this person, you know, has, has been there for me. And I know that, you know, that really took a lot of sacrifice from him. And I really learned a lot about love by seeing Richard and by just understanding him and just seeing the way he loved me. Like he just, he has taught me so much about it and for sure feeling seen is super important in, in friendships and relationships. If you're in a relationship right now and you feel like you're not being seen or you're not being heard, that is a huge red flag because, you know, as a partner, not only are you supposed to be making them feel safe, but feeling seen, feeling understood is you know, part of being in a healthy relationship. And if you're on the other end of that and you have a partner that's constantly telling you, hey, like, I'm not feeling like you're understanding me. I'm not feeling like, you know, you're seeing me. You need to remember that love is an act of service and you need to put your ego to the side and ask yourself as a man what you need to do in order for your girlfriend to feel loved, to feel understood and appreciated, The third one is partnership. Partnership is so important when it comes to love. Feeling that, you know, you have someone to depend on and where you guys can grow together. And I feel that the partnership dynamic can kind of be a little tricky because I think that 
when we think partnership, you know, we're thinking like, oh, like, um, you know, it has to be 50-50 or da-da-da-da-da-da. But what partnership really means is that you're there for each other to, you know, push each other up when you need it. You're constantly trying to help the, the other person get to the other level. And that is what a true partnership is. And it is sacrifice, like for sure. Being in a partnership and being in a loving relationship is, you know, is, is sacrifice. So those were like my three components when I thought about love and what that meant to me and how I've always felt the most, you know, loved in my relationships. I've always felt a sense of safety. I've always felt seen and I've always felt like I was in a partnership where, you know, I was constantly, you know, being just looked after, like for sure. Like, you know, I can count on you. You can count on me. We can kind of lean on each other. Maybe one week I'm a little bit, you know, down in the dumps and you kind of pull me out of that. So I feel like these are super important to just, you know, assess where maybe your relationships are, or maybe there's an area where you yourself can work on. Um, it's super important to kind of just check in with ourselves. And, um, honestly, the, the Bible really has a lot of amazing information on what it like means to, to spread love and what it means to be love. So I want to touch on that. I was reading my Bible the other day just to kind of get some, some, some gems and just to get some inspiration because the Bible really just has so many great, you know, um, just life guides, like life, life guidance. It has just life in it. When you read the Bible, you're like, oh my God, like even for, you know, people who, who aren't religious, this next part where it's talking about love. It's just, it's undeniable that he, the Bible really got it down when it comes to love. Like the Bible really got it down. So I'm going to read um, Matthew 22 and pretty much there is a, I'm going to read it right here where, where Jesus, where Jesus explains the two most important commandments, the two most important commandments in the Bible. Jesus explains it right here in Matthew 22. Jesus says, you must love the Lord. You must love the Lord, your God with all your heart, all your soul and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. A second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. The entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. And when I read that, I was like, wow, wow. Honestly, Jesus could have said anything. He could have, you know, when it comes to the most important commandments, he could have said anything. And all he said was that the most important thing for us to do here on earth is to love him with our mind, body, and soul. And I was just like, wow, that's so powerful. And it really shows you how gracious he is because in a world that tries to tell you, oh, you need to do this and you need to do that. And you know, you're not good if like all he's saying is you need to love me. Like that's all I require from you. This the, That's the greatest commandment. Not all I require from you, but that is the greatest commandment. I think it's so, you know, telling of his character that that's all he's asking from us that, you know, that we love him and, you know, he really is just the embodiment of love. You know, he's, he sacrificed just, you know, wanting the best for, for people. And the second part of that verse kind of got me even more so because in the second part, it says, um, love your neighbor as you love yourself. And when I read that, I was like, Hmm, that's pretty interesting because in this one verse, he's telling us two different things, right? He says, love your neighbor as yourself. So he's giving us 
two instructions when it doesn't really like when you kind of read it at first glance, you don't really see it, but he's giving us two instructions. He says, love your neighbor as yourself. And what that tells me is that you can't love other people if you don't know how to love yourself. You don't know how to properly extend love to your significant other, to friends, to people that you don't even like, to, you know, strangers when you haven't developed the skills to really love yourself. And I definitely feel like we're constantly looking for love. We're assessing how others love us, if they're doing a good job or not. And, you know, I feel that we don't often, we neglect, we neglect ourselves and really just feeding us with, with love. And I feel that, you know, in order for us to love on one another better, you have to learn how to love yourself. It's, it's literally the key. And I feel that that's why there's a lot of hurt people in the world that go around and spread, you know, their negativity. They spread, you know, their like, sadness, the the hate that they have in their heart because they truly haven't done the work to just assess where they're at and feed themselves love. Because have you noticed that it's never someone that is doing well mentally, spiritually, emotionally, that is going to be, you know, nasty, negative, going to be, you know, just spreading all kinds of just bad emotions. And it's always the people who are not doing good inside and who haven't really practiced the self-love that are just, you know, being the meanest and honestly just spreading things that they shouldn't be spreading, honestly. Um, So I want to read you this one passage from the Bible. It says, growth and love. One of the greatest indicators that we are growing in our relationship with God is found in our willingness to love. God is love. Love is not just something that he does. It's what he is. It follows then that we are never more godly, never more like God than when we love. How easily we may look at these two commandments and say quickly, I love the Lord yet struggle with loving our neighbor. Jesus makes the second commandment as important as the first. We cannot fulfill the first commandment to love God without obeying the second command to love our neighbor. Nor can we avoid this problem by narrowing our definition of neighbor to people in our neighborhood, that is, to those of our family, race, perspective, economic, or intellectual level, value system, or religion. He's literally saying, this literally says that you can't just love people who fall into your box. Like he's saying, regardless of race, regardless of religion, regardless of whether you agree with them or not, you love regardless of that. And I just feel that is so beautiful that we get that reminder because the we right now need more love and I want to give you guys three ways to practice self-love I feel that this is honestly I really sat and I thought about these actually I did four four ways to practice self-love and I you know myself know that there are things that I can do better that, you know, will help me love myself better. And I feel like there's so many of us that, you know, no one's is perfect. And I think that we can all work on loving ourselves better. So that way we can love others in the same way. So the first tip I'm going to give you guys to practicing self-love is to accept who you are. Okay. Accept who you are. I feel that we as women are always so hard on ourselves. We're always judging our appearance, how we act, this and that, you know, 
our body, like we're always nitpicking at ourselves. And I feel like, you know, just accepting who you are and knowing that you were designed perfectly in the image of God and knowing that, you know, you were made intentionally. Like everybody has differences. Everybody looks different. And just to embrace who you are and to accept who you are. I feel like we, we spend so much of our lives trying to, you know, change everything and, you know, feeling that, you know, we're, we're not, you know, good enough, but you are. So just accepting and loving who you are, work on self-love. I feel that, you know, I hear so many women are always, oh my God, talking bad about themselves. And I fall into victim to this all the time. I'm, you know, I'm too fat one day. I'm too skinny another day. You know, I don't like the way I look on my face. And just that negative self-talk, you guys, is so bad for you. And I really just challenge you, take it one day at a time. If you struggle with this, Wake up in the morning and tell yourself something that you love about yourself. Wake up while you're doing your makeup, whatever the case may be. You don't have to say it out loud and just pick something that you love about yourself and continue to do this instead of focusing on the things that you don't like. Just remember that you were made in the image of God and to accept yourself is a really great way to practice more self-love. The second tip I'm going to give you guys is to understand your worth. Okay, understanding your worth in terms of self-love, I feel that it's, you know, another really great way to practice that self-love because I feel that, you know, again, we're constantly focusing on, you know, status, you know, where we're at, where we're at in life, what we have, you know, are we married or not? Are, do we have kids yet? Like all these things. And we act like, you know, us being who we are in this moment isn't enough. And it is, you know, understanding your worth as a human being, as just being here on this earth without attaching everything else to it. Oh, I don't have this yet. Oh, you know, like I'm not as far ahead, ahead as I wanted to be. Just understand that, you know, your soul is already worth it. Like you yourself is already worth it. So just, um, another really great way to just practice that self self love is understanding who you are who you are on this earth, that you have value, that you, you know, were made for a great purpose and to just not focus on everyone else's opinions and what, how you feel you should be ahead or not. Like just focus on yourself and focus on, you know, the fact that you just being alive and being here on this earth is already such a big blessing. So I really feel like, you know, understanding your worth, you know, knowing, you know, when to set up those boundaries and to, you know, make sure that you are not allowing, you know, other people to diminish you. I feel like even, you know, some of us that can be in toxic relationships or maybe you're into a toxic friendship, you know, we're constantly, you know, in positions where we're allowing other people to get into our head and to try to, you know, make us feel bad about who we are. But you need to understand your own self-worth that has nothing to do with anyone else's opinion. Your self-worth is yours, your own. God already told you what you're worth. He's already giving you life. That already shows you that you are worthy. You being alive shows you that you are worthy and that doesn't depend on anyone else's opinion. So I would highly suggest to just keep understanding your self-worth and stop, you know, looking at what anyone else says and focusing on what anyone else says. At the end of the day, you know who you are and God has already spoken for you. So the third tip to practicing self-love is to cultivate a positive mindset. You know, again, there is power in the tongue. I don't want to hear any more girls talking about themselves, about, you know, their appearance or anything like that. So just focus on just that, that 
perspective shift and just really I know it's hard because our voices are always like trying to kind of get into us and they're trying to like feed us all these deception and lies. I know that we all, you know, deal with it on a daily basis, but just practicing to have that positive mindset and positive mindset starts as soon as you wake up, as soon as you wake up, you're, you know, having to remind yourself to, you know, be in that positive state because naturally we're just like wanting to kind of get into that negative mindset. It could be like, even something like, Oh, I don't want to wake up today. You know, like, or, Oh my God, I have to go to work or, you know, you're driving down the street and you're getting so angry. All that negativity is going to seep back into you. So whenever you have the chance to just practice being positive, even when you're in situations where you may be annoyed, you're frustrated when you're driving. I used to get so pissed, you guys, when I would be driving on the street to the point where I'm having full on road rage, like full on road rage. And I remember like, um, I would be on the phone with Richard and he'd be like, yo, like you need to relax. Like he's like, dude, it's not good for you. And I was just like, oh, whatever. Like, you know, I didn't really even think anything of it. And you really, that energy that you put out into the world one way or another comes back to you. So you need to learn how to have a positive mindset, no matter what the circumstances is. And I know it's easier said than done because there'll be people that are going to try and come and test you situations that are going to try come and try and test you. But when you know how to develop a positive mindset where nothing can affect you, you have a strength that not many people have. We're constantly being, you know, bent out of shape by certain situations, by certain people. If someone cuts us off, we're getting all angry. And all that is doing is creating more negativity and whatever you throw out comes back to you. So just remember that. So cultivate a positive mindset, even when you're in situations where you want to, you know, lash out or you're trying to, you know, get all crazy. No, 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 no. Positive mindset, because none of that is going to do you any good. So my last tip, and I feel like Loki, this is the most important one. I mean, they're all as equally important. And I feel like if you practice all these things, accepting who you are, understanding your worth, cultivating a positive mindset, this last one, you know, there's already a lot of scientific, scientific research that proves that practicing this will change your life straight up. Practicing gratitude. We've seen, you know, the gratitude journals. We've, we've, we've like, I feel in the last couple of, you know, months, even years, we've just seen this, um, you know, this understanding of what gratitude is. It really has the power. Gratitude really has the power to change your state of mind, change your being, change your posture. When you're able to recognize the blessings in your life versus all the things that are going wrong in your life, that creates like a filter and a like almost like a filter lens that you see the world. Instead of thinking about all the bad things that you don't have, when you focus on the good and you're grateful, instead of thinking about, oh my God, like all these areas that I don't have, you switch that around and you start being grateful for everything that you do have. Suddenly all those anxieties and all those problems become smaller and smaller and smaller because you're not focusing on that. You're focusing on everything that you do have. And there is scientific research that proves that when you practice gratitude, it literally will change you. It literally will change you. Practicing gratitude helps shift your perspective on how you view life. So when you're, you know, being grateful, you shift your perspective. It changes how you view life. So the emotions that come when you're more grateful, it increases those emotions and, you know, you're more joyous. I guess if that's a word, you're more joyous, you're happier. And those increasing emotions send neurotransmitters 
to your brain. Like they'll start to create more dopamine and serotonin. So it literally helps you develop a more well-being state. So I think it's so crazy to think that something that we have the power to do today, practicing gratitude could really just transform our lives. I transform our mind, our well-being. And I just feel like, you know, for sure, when I feel like I do practice the gratitude, because I'm not going to lie, there's some days where I don't even think to sit down and write down the four or five things I'm grateful for. But every single time I do, I wake up, read the Bible. And if I'm practicing and writing down three or four things I'm thankful for, my day is an instant shift. It's an instant shift because I go from you know, that negative mindset or whatever mindset I was going to go to. And I started just thinking about all the good things that I have. And I, I would really encourage you if you've never done it um, to just, you don't even have to get like a crazy expensive notebook. You can do it in your phone. I love writing in my notes. Just, you know, it's easy because you have them right there. Even if you do like a note entry and you write, okay, this is like February 15th or February, whatever. Um, these are the four things that I'm grateful for. Every single day, I challenge you to do that for a week and you'll realize, oh, I actually had a good week. I, like I actually didn't, you know, pop off on my coworker. Like I didn't let that, you know, person get to me. Like when you start to have control over yourself, over your mind, over the things that you do, you really become unstoppable. And I hope that, you know, you guys practice the self-love because, you know, in order for us to change the world, like you got to start with yourself straight up. I don't like you know, I, I, I think we think about everything in the grand scheme of things, but I feel that, you know, we have the power every single day to, to change what we can and focusing on ourselves and our self-love is going to, it's going to have a domino effect. If I'm in a good state of mind, if I'm, you know, spreading love and I feel that love in my mind, in my heart, in my soul, that's what I'm going to be radiating. And it doesn't matter what anybody says or whatever. If someone tries to throw something my way, it's like, you can't touch me because I'm literally like in a love bubble. Like I'm in a love little circle and I can't be touched. Um, so I hope that you guys enjoyed today's episode about love and that you take the time to just really appreciate who you are and to just know that you are special and that you, you know, we're created for a reason. You know, I think that we're constantly just so focused on the things that we don't have and you just being alive, being able to just have this breath today and to just, you know, get through another day is a blessing that so many people don't get to have. So many people don't get to wake up and, you know, have a next day or, you know, have a friend or a sister or brother, like see their significant other. There's so many people that are just really losing so much right now. So truly, you know, we get caught up in our routine. We get caught up on our day to day that we just forget that simply being alive is a blessing and that we have the opportunity and the power to just radiate more love by doing, you know, the self work and to loving, you know, and, and to learn how to love ourselves better. I'm really excited for, you know, where this podcast is going. I have some, you know, things that I'm working on. I'm currently working on actually revamping this room, which is the second room where I live. And I'm trying to just do a different setup because I obviously have told you guys that I'm trying to, you know, have a two person dynamic and, um, you know, for interviews and just to kind of hop back and forth with in conversation. So I'm really excited for that because it's already like in the process, you know, I've already gotten some equipment and I'm just really excited to kind of revamp the room when I 
first started the podcast, I was just so eager to start because I had just missed doing this so much and talking to you guys that I just didn't even care that the room wasn't exactly how I wanted. I just was like, you know what, we're just going to do this and not really, you know, worry about the aesthetics right now. (laughs) But that for sure is in the works. So I'm just trying to, you know, figure out a different like setup for where I'm sitting in the couch setup. And yeah, I'm excited to see where it goes. I hope that you guys have an amazing, amazing Valentine's Day and that you spread love today on the day of Valentine's Day and that you remember that you have that opportunity, even you know if it's not something romantic with a friend, with a stranger, and that we're practicing that not just today, but every single day, truly. I feel like the greatest gift that we have here on this earth is the ability to not just receive love, but to give love. It's such an amazing gift. Um, and I invited you guys last week. I'm going to remind you guys and invite you again. My family and I, our business batter house is going to be at Jesse's grind this Saturday in Winneka. Please come and pull up, support your girl. We're going to be having pancakes and coffee. And I went to visit her last week and I think she was telling me that it was national pancake day, which I think is pretty crazy. I didn't even know that. And we're going to be at Jesse's grind in Winneka having our pancakes, our pistachio whip that everybody loves. I already know you guys are going to be coming for that pistachio whip. And it would just give us an opportunity to just hang out. And I would love to meet you guys in person. All you guys who support the podcast, if you can pull up, even if, you know, you just have a few minutes of your day, I would love to just meet with you guys and connect with you in person um, and just spread some love, spread some love to you. I hope that you guys enjoyed today's episode of Good Regardless. Please remember to share the podcast, um, like and review. The review really helps with, you know, all the SEO and all the ranking. So if you could please review on Spotify or iTunes And yeah, thank you for listening. I love you guys so much. So, so, so much. I'll see you guys on the next one. Bye.